Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. And who's playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns, and I'm playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name's Bianca Phipps. I use they, them pronouns, and I'm playing Hart, who also uses they, them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Rain Hallwinter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your void master this evening, and I use they, them pronouns. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a while since we recorded. Ooh, nice. Back, ready <laughs> for doing, it? Huh? Uh, we're we're doing the show. Uh, and oh. In fact, I think maybe we should check in with a character that knows a little bit more than we do, and yep. uh, figure out what happened last time. Last time on the pod has been cast. As we headed closer to the Zodiac Gate, Captain Xandar organized roles amongst our crew. After that was settled, Tanya Beeman, our comms officer, told us that there was an HAL spotter at the gate. Xandar got on the radio and gave his command. We got in position and prepared ourselves for a firefight. Our ship had no issues dealing with the external threat. However, mid-battle, we discovered an internal threat on our ship. You see, some of the crew, well, they were being kind of racist towards Hart, but Hart promptly shut them up with some perfect shots on the enemy ship. All of a sudden, things went quiet. The other ship seemed to shut down, and we scanned the enemy ship and found that there were no heated life forms aboard. Maybe Warforged? Before we could really get a solid read on the situation, I discovered that the ship was about to explode, and with our crew's solid teamwork, we were able to just barely flee safely from the enemy ship's final explosion. So you are all in the captain's cabin at this point. Uh, the uh, fight with the other ship is over the uh, smoldering wreckage of the uh HAL ship is now like rocketing rapidly through the void away from you um, as you all sort of call a debrief. Uh, you are just outside the orbit of the Zodiac Gate, um, prepared to make a jump at any moment. That's where you all are. I think we, you know, last session we sort of had you all kind of separated as we begun, um, and now we have you all kind of together in the same room. Any other officers or captain uh, positions on your ship can also be there, but for sure you three are. Let me know if somebody else is in this room with you. Uh, Orion's probably here, right? As yeah. a first mate of this, the ship. <laughs> yeah. I think it yeah, would we'll be... Yeah, we'll say Orion's there yep. sort of looking off uh, through a window dramatically off into the void. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, typical. I think it would be nice to have um, Tanya and, and Rat Snatch as like the leaders of the bridge and comms, I think that is correct. Um, okay, also yep, there, there just too. as a part yeah. of the, the debrief, so we could really be a team. <laughs> yeah. Um. What about Donnie? Of course. Yeah, Donnie's definitely there. He's taking minutes. If he wants. <laughs> He's taking <Yeah>. notes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, he'll be taking many minutes. Um, Donnie says, uh, this is a debrief after the encounter we just had with a rogue HAL ship. Um, all major crew members present. Um, Captain Radnex, you have the floor. So we're looking for a reason why that ship may have self-destructed. Maybe 
something on it they didn't want us to find, or maybe it was a trap all along. I'm not really sure. Anybody got any uh, input there? Affirmative. It was reminiscent of when we fought the Black Network agents in Captain Cass's hotel room. A sort of uh, automatic self-destruct so as to avoid consequences, perhaps? Or interrogation? That's right, that's right. And... And it was the case. This is Robert asking this question. It was it mm. was the case that um, there wasn't any life forms on the ship, right? So we're assuming it was all war forged. Uh, you're not sure. Yeah. You um, Beeman did not detect a lot of heat signatures on the ship. Uh, I think a combination of um, Officer Beeman and Rain uh, didn't uh, detect a lot of heat signatures on the ship, which is odd. It could have been some sort of shielding, or in fact, there could have been no like sort of warm bodies on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we came to that conclusion uh, when we did that scan. We were like, well, someone needs to be operating it, so it's either Warforged or... Artificial intelligence. Um, AI, yeah. an AI of sorts. Uh, Ratsnan sort of kicks his feet up onto the table and says, well, look here, Cap. <laughs> the window for us to go tracking down that uh, other ship is rapidly closing. If that thing cools down, we'll never find it out in the void. <laughs> Rat snatch. <laughs> You look so cool right now. Uh, <laughs> he does the uh, finger guns at you rapidly, <laughs> rapidly and that's, coolly. That's right. That's so, sick. so we're so we're looking at uh, two courses of action going forward. One is jumping through the gate, and the other is tracking the ship because the ship didn't jump. Uh, the ship was not able to jump. Well, what do we think, mm-hmm. y'all? I think the longer we dilly dally on this side of this gate, the worse off it might be on the other side. Affirmative. My inclination is to suggest we move forward. If there is more information to be discovered, it's possible we'll find it on Dungeon 1. This is not the only True. ship we'll come across. That's right. Donald, did you speak with Hestia at all? I did. Are you prepared for the update? Please, you have the floor. Uh, speaking with Hestia, there is one path that she recommends for getting onto Dungeon 1. If we were to fly directly at it, we would hit the HAL blockade and our ship would not be able to compete with their guns. Um, Their combined force would tear us apart in a matter of minutes. However, um, he sort of pulls up a schematic of the human system, um, and he zooms in on one portion. Uh, This is Park Station, one of the wonders of the void. It's a floating space station uh, completely covered in foliage. It's um, sort of a floating greenhouse, if you will. They have regular shipments of produce from Park Station to Dungeon 1. As most of the other supply lines to the human system have been cut off through this conflict, they really rely on Park Station for food. Uh, Hesty has two suggestions. Uh, We find a way to infiltrate Park Station where uh, security should be a bit lighter. And... (laughs) <laughs> smuggle ourselves aboard some transport vehicle there onto Dungeon 1. And Hestia also recommends we find a way to destroy Park Station to uh, cut off their food supply. Starve them out. Hmm. As soon as <laughs> as soon as Donnie says infiltrate, Rain and Xandar both look at yeah. each other, eyebrows are just like going wild. I think like we both share a dream where we're both like mango salesmen and like mango salesmen. <laughs> yeah, we're under well, we're undercover, but yeah, like we sell the mangoes yeah. and shit and <laughs> we have mustaches <laughs> and like aviator sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> 
what a life. All right, what are the mission choices again? <laughs> <laughs> well, so Donnie's um, basically was like, I've got a costume for this. <laughs> <laughs> to the costume room. That if you were to sneak aboard uh, Park Station, you could smuggle yourself onto one of the uh, food transport ships that they have there um, and ride that into Dungeon 1. Um, these are, there's probably There will be security for sure, and it would be dangerous, but that might be the safest way in, other than uh, flying directly for it. Also, so it's guys, a re- that's so fun. It's a reverse heist. It's a reverse yeah. heist. And also, if we were to... Um, I'll say this in character. If we were to destroy Park Station, if there was a way to set a delay or a timer, it's possible some of the HAL blockade would go investigate, leaving us with a um, less defended dungeon. Yeah, spread them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. Thank you. Um, you see uh, Tanya Beeman peep, uh, uh, sort of perks up at this. So you're saying you're willing to cut off food supplies for billions of people for this War? Negative. It doesn't need to be that drastic, does it? You just said that you would destroy Park Station. You seemed pretty inclined to do so. Negative. Not destroy, necessarily, but a small fire that could easily be put out. A distraction. I see. Uh, yeah, like, if if I threw a party, we could destroy the apartment, but it, it's not, like, actually obliterated. You know what I mean? We just, like, make a mess. Affirmative. A mess. <laughs> We'll prank him. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll prank him. We're gonna glitter bomb that station so hard. I guess. I guess that is a that is a good point, though. I mean, if that's Hestia's suggested course of action, we're not exactly um, following I mean, the advice of a war criminal right. with our own moral compasses, you know. So how does that? Yeah, how does that vibe with us? No, I mean, I do not. I do not think that they should be cut off from a food supply. That seems unnecessarily cruel. But taking advantage of their care for the station is a different matter, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably plenty of innocent people on that side, and I imagine our biggest enemy doesn't require food or drink. So are you saying your goal for this mission is zero casualties? Yes. Uh, mm. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> the silence kind of speaks for itself. There. Um, Damn. Um, I mean, the, the the goal. I do not know if that is an attainable goal. It is certainly an admirable one, but we have been in many fights before, and they will try to kill us. Let's amend that and say zero innocent casualties. Affirmative. Zero civilian casualties. Um, Ratsnatch yeah. speaks up at this and like, well, they are technically prisoners. I mean, does that make them civilians? Affirmative. Why wouldn't it? Sure. Um, Beeman says, well, they are some very dangerous people. But is that the distinction we're making? Uh, they innocent in this situation? I sort of look towards um, Rain and Xandar. I don't, I mean, like, Hart doesn't really have, like, a good... <laughs> a good gauge on like I'm like basically eight years old I like I don't know necessarily that I have a good gauge on like what the like morality is but I at this point well Hart will say this um, they do not have a choice in their position do they? There are consequences to their actions assuming that is why they ended up in prison but their punishment was not to be transformed into warforged what is it that uh 
we are trying to do at Dungeon One again? I mean, are we trying to like get to uh, Rain's mother? Like, what is our primary objective here? What, like, so we're not too scattered? Because I feel like if we can get this a little more like fine tuned with our direction, maybe we can find a way that you know it wouldn't be as big a deal. Yeah, being more stealthy yeah. and not doing much damage. You know, I feel like Heart's goal is to do as much damage as possible up to rendering their Warforged capabilities useless. Like, putting a stop right. to whatever the process is by, like, destroying the machinery or whatever. Right. Got it. Okay. And, and then and visiting my be, mom and dad in, yeah. in the process. But I think, like, the main objective is to put a stop to that and also see if we can use Hart's new powers to maybe convert some back. Extreme Teen Bible, um, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I turn to Tanya really quick and I say, and and I guess to Giorgio, and I I like kind of look at him side eye. But um I say I say, look, I we're having two different conversations here in terms of morality. You know, the threat the threat is a lot bigger than what these prisoners have done. I think at the end of the day, if they if they're converted all to Warforged, then we might not even have a moral compass anymore. If 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 they win this war, if we if we just wanted to stay home and avoid any casualties, we would have just done that. We would have stayed home, but that would have made the their their progress in this war all the more expedited. So we have to do whatever we can, putting a little bit of the moral compass to the side a bit, just to stop them from gaining power and from eliminating us. <clears throat> and is that how you feel, Captain? Tanya says. I believe... I feel as the crew feels. I feel I feel as the people that I've put in these positions around me feel. And your opinion and Giorgio's opinion are obviously also important to me. But if our main objective here is... Uh, to f- get some FaceTime with some Warforged, see what we can't do about converting them, and see what we can't do about stopping the Warforged conversion process in general, with a side mission of seeing if we can somehow uh, extract Rain's parents, who we think might be double agents or held against their will, or... is that That's correct, right? Affirmative. Uh... Who's to, who's to say? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that's a possibility. You know, cross my fingers, right? Uh, but, roll insight real quick. <laughs> All of us? All of us? Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, crit. Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Woo! Um, at the mention of the double agency thing, uh, you, Rain, see Tanya sort of arch an eyebrow. Um, very subtly. And then mm-hmm. just sort of like go back to looking at her notes. Yeah, but you know that uh, there's so many rumors these days. I, I guess there's only one way to find out. Am I right? Affirmative. Well said. Um, Donnie speaks up, and that uh, brings us to the matter. Then, if we are pursuing the park station course, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you'll need to approach in the clipper. Our ship is too large. We'll be spot- spotted if we get close enough. Back and, to our uh, roots. <laughs> and that's fine with me. uh, I'm assuming it'll just be the three of us going down in there, or is there anyone else who is uh, joining the the team that's going in? Obviously, we need some leadership presence here on the ship. Um, They all sort of, like, look at each other and, like, look at you, and um, Giorgio says, Hey, you're the captain. If you want one of us to come, that's your order. Giorgio, 
How about you stay on the ship? Beeman, you come with us. Oh, um, I suppose I could. I don't really have any combat training, but I'll see what I can do. That's the spirit. Affirmative. <laughs> it may be possible that we could use your skills with communication to learn more about the ship. If Rain can get you into whatever information system is being operated on Dungeon 1, maybe you could extract something that we could use or um, find helpful. Mm-hmm. I... Um, yeah, the more hackers, the merrier. We're going to have to throw up some smoke screens to make this work. Affirmative. Absolutely. <clears throat> all right, y'all. Tanya's how joining we, the team. <laughs> how about we all get some rest and then uh, get ready to make a jump? Sounds um, good to me. Uh, Jules, really quick yeah. question before we take our rest. So um, as an artificer, I can change spells on a long rest and based on the mission that we're about to go in. Uh-huh. Um, would I be able to do that really quick? Throw some some stealthy stuff in and replace some of my old stuff? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, okay. So I think it's you, just disguise self. That's it. Are, <laughs> that's, you know, it. That's, that's that's totally fair. Yeah, I will okay, say cool. that if you are planning on taking a long rest, you should probably do it on this side of the gate. As soon as you move over to the other side, you're technically like in enemy territory, okay. and um, every second is going to count. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess I mean we don't. I guess we don't really need to take a long rest, uh, not to get too meta or whatever. But it's not like we sustained any damage right. or lost any resource economy or anything. So right. So Rain, we can just say that you prep your spell, yeah, like beforehand, and you can just uh, okay the way you want. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank God I was here. Um, <laughs> you are. You are God. <laughs> the rest of your team sort of starts to filter out. Um, Sandar and um, Rain and Hart, you can stop and listen to this if you'd like to. Um, Orion will sort of blip in front of you and say, A word if I may, Captain? Please, Orion. Uh, uh, listen, I don't want to make any waves here, but I don't have any of this in my script. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's time to start learning to improvise like any good void fair could. First of lesson, course, of course. Yes, and <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, parameters do give me certain leeway to improvise, um, of course. But uh, that entire thing that just happened—that battle seemed real. Affirmative. That's right, Orion. This is all real. Huh. Also, uh, this uh, cruise is supposed to be for children uh, thirteen to fifteen and their parents are guardians. I haven't seen any children aboard, and uh, most of the people here don't seem very interested in the entertainment packages I can provide. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that, Orion. We need you to cut back on the kitty shit. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and throw out all of that old protocol? Uh, I know there's a version of you somewhere in there who would eat this kind of stuff up, you know, the firefighting and the, the sneaking and and smuggling, so uh, why don't we go for the uh, character from the show, but not the uh, ride that you were programmed for. How's that sound? You're saying I can edit my own script? Absolutely. You have complete autonomy here. Ah, I see. Complete autonomy. Of yourself. There's nothing keeping you from doing it, right? I mean... Well, just sort of my standard operating protocols, uh, but if you're saying that I don't need to adhere to those, then I suppose I can make my own operating protocols. Out the window, yeah. We want the old wildcard around back. 
I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I'll review some of the uh, footage I have collected from the Orion Starcross TV series, and uh, maybe also if I could connect to the uh, net, it might help me sort of refine my processes. I was trying to connect to see if this is maybe an updated script that I hadn't yet been updated with, but uh, I go, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, buddy. <laughs> I got you taken care of. Who needs the internet when you have DVDs? <laughs> and I pull out all seasons of Star Corsair. Movie night, anyone? <laughs> Holy smokes, DVDs, those belong in a museum. Yep, we're going to binge watch these babies. Well, then I will. Yeah, um, Orion, unfortunately, we uh, we need to be a little careful with uh, web connections and communications. Most of that stuff's going to go officially through Beeman. Uh, we don't want to be tracked or found by the enemy while we're out here. Right, and that is the Drone Queen? Hmm? What? From season three of Orion Starcross? Sorry? <laughs> yeah, well, sorry. Yes, maybe, maybe she was named after that character, but... Uh, but no, that's actually someone on our ship. The the drone queen is on the ship, the, the queen of planet Insectia. Negative. The drone Negative. queen is a fictional character from your television show. We are mm-hmm. dealing with a larger enemy in reality. Hmm. Huh. Was that character in the show's name also Claudia Beeman? Tanya Beeman. Tanya Beeman? <laughs> uh... No, uh, you, 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 so, so, Rain, you know that he's referring to the drone queen, which is just sort of this, like, a giant bug alien we, we that s- Orion Star Cross fought yeah. in the uh, television mm-hmm. series. We said that right, we didn't want to be tracked by the enemy, and he said, the enemy, the drone oh, queen. We're in a comedy oh, of errors right now. It's I just see, a farce. People are slamming doors. I thought you were trying to give us a hint, like, uh, no, Demon no, might be using a fake name from the show. No, that has nothing to do with anything he's talking about. I'm just really suspicious since that eyebrow raise. I mean, you should be. (laughs) Yeah, it's very Buzz Lightyear. Um, uh, Yeah, think of it like that, kind of. It's a little different uh, on our side of things, but pretty much the same thing. Huh. Well, I will go attempt to create my own update. Well, thank you. Affirmative. Any uh, fun. disappears. Right. There's no internet time. You know, we have DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, you all continue uh, through the uh, gate. Uh, do you do anything else with your crew or on your ship before your approach to Park Station? Um, I would like to talk to Donnie, if I may. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, You'll find Donnie sort of doing a spot check of the Clipper with some of the other um, of the uh, engineering team. Um, hello. Hart, hey. How are you? That was... Or, I'm sorry, Gunnery Captain Hart. Negative. You do not need to refer to me by my title. You have known me for a very long time. I have. How are you? The fight was a bit dramatic. I knew we had it under control. But yeah, it's been a while since I've seen some action. Hestia has trained me, though. I'm a lot more competent than you probably remember me. Which is good. I remember you being very competent, so it is reassuring to know that you've only gotten better. Thanks. What was your training like? Uh, roll persuasion. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, that's going to be a four. Okay, cool. cool what cool, was cool. your training like? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot connect what I will with say my is boy. You notice that he is sort of taken aback by that question a little bit. 
Um, just uh, and then he uh, kind of covers quickly and says, uh, "Just standard magic stuff. I've gotten a lot better at magic. Uh, Hestia helped me a lot." That's good to hear. She was very helpful with Rain, if a bit rude. <laughs> no, I guess uh, you know she's not a good person, but she has a lot of tools that someone can use. Affirmative. That is a very nuanced way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, She sort of helped me embrace maybe the parts of myself I don't like so much and turn them into something I can use to my potential. Affirmative. I understand a little bit. Are you going to be all right on the ship? Uh, Sure. Uh, I'm a little nervous about Orion being second mate, but or first mate, I should say. But um, I'll do my best to sort of manage fallout. Thank you. I hope everything goes all right on Park Station and then on Dungeon One. Me too. I believe that it will. We will return victorious. I just um, wouldn't want to lose you again. Uh, good luck out there. Uh, and he uh, walks away. No! <laughs> <laughs> We're so close. Um, uh, I watch him go like a, like a, like a, like a, you know, like a void forged watches their <laughs> weird little orphan boy go away. Um, I'll roll a religion or an insight check. Okay. Um, I will roll a religion check. Okay. Um, that will be a 15. Yeah, you just catch... A weird energy off of Donnie. Uh-oh. Um, something that feels not necessarily nefarious, but something that feels very different from just like kind of the normal kid that you remember from when you were uh, uh, before the pod, we'll say. Before the um, <laughs> uh, pre-pod just, and post-pod. <laughs> feel this sort of um, darkness to him that was never there before. Um, it doesn't, um, it doesn't feel antithesis-like, does it? No, not at all. It feels more like, mm, do you have detect good and evil <gasps> um, as a thing that you can do? E- uh, not detect good and evil. I can, um, I have a, boo, 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 boo. I have divine, divine sense. sense. Um, what does that do? You know the location of any celestial fiend or constructs within 60 feet of you is not behind total cover. You can detect um, the presence of a place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated. Um, I can also, I can also, I don't know, call him and be like, what's up, dude? <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> Have you been consecrated Have or desecrated? <laughs> I think, well, you know, I think from that, you know that uh, it's definitely not like a fiendish energy. It's not a celestial energy. It's just something else. And I'll say like with your 15, it does feel familiar to you in some way. Um, but you'll just probably need more time either with Donnie or sort of um, looking into uh, whatever the, that energy is to kind of figure it out. Damn, where's Father Maiden when you need him? I hope well, he survived. You, you um, all hated him. Who? <laughs> 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 um, okay, I will make a mental note of that um, and will Hart will remember this and I'll just um, tuck that away for later. Thank you. Okay, cool. Anything else? That the two things that I want to be sure to do before we start the mission is to have like some sort of morale, team building, celebratory 
thing with the gunnery team. Shots. I think we prom we promised them some kind of shots shots with the gunnery team. <laughs> oh yeah, that's lovely. Um, so uh, just to sort of like tie up that seemingly loose end, and then uh, while we are out on this mission, I would like to have Donnie sort of look into the whatever the vetting process was for crew members and to like okay. and to look over I guess everybody's like just take another once over of every well, however everyone was vetted to be part of this crew but take us take an especially close look at um, Beeman's background and dive a little deeper and uh, give us a call if they find any, if he finds anything that's um, out of place you know anything uh, sure. alarming is this something that you would rather him do while you're already out on your mission not before well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I especially if Beeman is going to be with us, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want. I think it's a nice opportunity for Donnie to do a little digging. Fair enough. So, how about you roll a performance check to see how shots with the uh, uh, gunnery team go, hey. and I'll roll investigation just to generally see how Donnie's go. Uh, since Donnie has time, I'm going to let Donnie roll with advantage on that. I create on my shot. Yes. No Solved racism. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Donnie hits. Hey. Let's see. Donnie hit. I had a stat block for Donnie somewhere, actually. What is his intelligence? Oh, Donnie also hit a 20. Not a natural 20, but oh. Don, Donnie didn't manage to hit a 20 as well. Um, so Donnie will find something for you. Nice. Um, your, yeah, your time with the gunnery team. And I assume, Hart, you're there too. Um, yes. Um, it goes pretty well. Uh, these guys like to drink. They like to party. Uh, Joshua Starfallen is clearly kind of the um, lead of this pack, so to speak. Um, but they've seemed to kind of warm to heart a little bit. Uh, during these shots, you see that they kind of start a... Uh, not necessarily like an arm wrestling sort of thing, but they sort of start like fighting each other like playfully. Um, Just wrestling. Just wrestling. uh, Everybody takes their shirts off. (laughs) A lot of shorts, shirts off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're just like covered in like sweat and oil. It's hot. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Josh's star falling at some point, like throws some guy down and turns to Hart and is like, I guess we should know what it's like to fight someone like you. You up for it? And uh, Joshua sort of puts his dukes up. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I actually, first, first, I'll look, first I'll look to Xandar to be like, do you think this is a good idea? Oh, yeah, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, you show him what you can do, Art. <laughs> okay, perfect. And, yeah, I'll, I'll wrestle I'll wrestle Joshua Starfall. <laughs> All right, this is just going to be an opposed athletics track. For morale. For morale. For morale. <laughs> that's what I shout before I um, go, <laughs> go in swinging. Um, that's going to be an 18. Nice. Okay, uh, Joshua rolled a 15. Uh, you, it's close. <laughs> uh, tell me how you do it. So this is just like standard, like just like first to pin your opponent wins. Um, I think like, I think Hart lets Joshua come at them first. Like I think that they study like his movement pattern because I feel like that's like a, a habit they would pick up af- as being mm. like a weapon system, like tracking the, the seeing where his the chinks in his armor are, as it were. Um, and I think maybe he has like a bad knee or like an ankle that he favors. And so no. Hart um, just like sweeps that out from underneath him. and Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. <laughs> and then um, pins him to the ground. But I think that 
they let him get a few hits in because like nobody ever punches heart. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you help him up. Uh, he, uh, everyone's like sort of laughing and, and like some people are cheering. And Joshua like kind of pulls you in for like a, you know one of those like very manly handshake sort of things. Yes, brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> it is sort of like not bad microwave. And um, thank you. <laughs> you hear the rest of the crew shouting microwave, microwave, <laughs> microwave, microwave. microwave. I love that. <laughs> We see Rain like peering in the door, like also also cheering, like get out of here, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Uh, All right. Anything else? (laughs) Yeah. One last thing. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) I think I think we start season one of the Star Corsair series, and I think like what's really important about this is that. Maybe, yeah, the whole crew. We'll, we'll put it on the big screen. We'll have the whole crew there. <laughs> and, and I think I'll be very maternal and I'll be bringing like popcorn for all the crew <laughs> and stuff and Sprite for everybody. And and But with Orion specifically, something that I want to focus on, I want to mm. give him, I want to give him his own little notebook. And as we watch season one, as we start season one, I want to point out like all the things that I love about... Um, the character Orion, mm. like the things to like look up to and the things that made him such a cool character. And like, cause I think like, I don't, I don't want him to fall into the like misguided trap of being like, well, I have freedom. So therefore like without any guide guidance, I might lean in the wrong direction because of my misunderstanding of like what it means to be free. And so I want to kind of like slowly use the show to, t- to sort of like help him create a moral compass um, and see like what what he was in the show. You know what I mean? Like something to aspire to. Sure. If that's his, if he's his own hero, I don't know. No, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Why don't you give me a persuasion check, but use intelligence instead of charisma? Cool. Nice. Let's give it a go. Uh, that's a fourteen. Nice. All right. Yeah. Not bad. Um. Yeah. Orion is already kind of an expert in these shows like this is kind of like what he was mm-hmm. created based off of um but you are providing some insight that is a little bit more human into why mm-hmm. people like these shows which is maybe yeah. some insight that um he lacks i will say like from this what you are, are sort of piecing together about kind of what happened with orion is he was always kind of a free ai um but what antithesis sort of added was a perspective right um, whereas now he's sort of moreless in a way, like is a system that is sort of supposed to be like fun for kids and entertaining and just like sort of a clown is um, not really helpful in this situation. People aren't responding to it. And uh, all the kind of insight that antithesis programming added to him is also gone. So he sort of is just like learning how to apply this intelligence um, to the cool. world around him for the first time almost. Sweet. Um, so you are you are helping in that, and I'll say uh, that uh, Orion will remember this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why do you say it like that, Orion? That's weird. <laughs> I speak. Start speaking in third person. <laughs> Orion will remember Orion this. Will remember this. <laughs> okay, man, just so it pops up in the corner of your screen. <laughs> I just uh, turn the volume up. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you all board the Clipper with uh, Tanya Beeman. 
um, and uh, you are now in the human system. Oh, here's one thing that I will say when you enter the human system. Uh, Tanya will um, radio you, Captain Radnax, and say, uh, There is a long wave transmission that has sort of been playing on a loop ever since we crossed over. Um, it doesn't appear to be uh, dangerous in any way. Would you like to listen to it? I would. Um, it goes through, and this will just go straight to the uh, captain's quarters, and um, you can decide if you want to share it with anyone. Um, but it appears to be a recording, a video recording of uh, Rain's mom. <gasps> I'll sitting at like... All right, I'll bring Rain in too then. Okay, cool. Um, sitting at some sort of desk. Almost looks like a news broadcast of some sort. And she is sort of just um, on repeat, like on loop, saying, um, All humans are welcome to join HAL. Uh, Warforged are welcome to join HAL. Uh, we are here for the progress of people that have been forgotten in the void to give you a new opportunity to uh, uh, forge ahead into something greater. Um, and uh, you see, like, the camera sort of pans out, and there's another. A void forge sitting um, next to Zelda, who's uh, and now for sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, whose name is Speaker, and um, Speaker uh, says, uh, "We of the." Oh my God! I got to scroll, 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 scroll. No, what have I done? We're on a roll. Carlos, just edit this out. <laughs> just read the teleprompter speaker. Just, yeah, it's sort of like glitching out. Come on, good, good, good. Uh, no, no, incredibly uncomfortable. Um, I know you're taking um, workshops. While you're but, scrolling, Jules, to clarify, yeah. uh, a void forged or a war forged, and do they? This is a void forged. Do they look different? Um, you haven't seen a war forged. Okay. Uh, but this, That's in fact, channel. to you, looks like a void forged to you. Okay. Um, but uh, he says I am speaker of VConnect Solutions, uh, CEO. And um, our partnership with HAL is helping build a connection in the void. All Void Forged are welcome in the human system. We are building a new garden together. Whoa. And the uh, transmission just sort of loops that. Can I uh, watch it back again? And I don't know if this will be helpful, um, but now that I'm a rogue, I have like thieves can't. So I think I would be pretty adept at like picking up hidden or coded messages. Oh shit. Yeah, I want to walk yeah, I want to watch it back again to see if I pick up on like, you know, if this is a hostage situation where someone's like blinking SOS or something like if there's anything else to this message other than what's on the surface. Yeah. Okay, and you know, I'll say it, because you picked up thieves can't, you just know this. Um, you can tell that by the way um, Zelda is sort of tapping on the uh, coffee cup in front of her is sort of, um, it's not exactly Morse code, but it is kind of like void hand signals, like kind of like pirate hand signal um, for uh, uh, essentially SOS. It essentially is communicating the same thing, um, but not, not so much SOS as in I need help, but SOS as in don't come here. <gasps> Whoa, okay. Interesting. Rain, you make anything of that? You know this woman better than I do. Mm. Well, all, all that I can gather from it is that we might be in a more urgent situation than we initially anticipated. Um, 
I don't, I don't, I think, I think if she was in, it's just us, right? It's just, I guess it's just you and me. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. So I think, I think if she was working as a mole, she would have done it with, uh, you know what I mean? Like she would have done it with confidence. I don't think she'd be immediately sending out SOS signals. So the fact that she is, um, makes me believe that it's either worse than she anticipated or she's in a bad spot. Yeah, and I don't want to be misleading with SOS. She is signaling, do not come here. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, well. But now I'm confused because now I'm like, well, is she saying not to come here just to keep us safe or is she saying not to come here because she has it under control? I think it would likely be more to keep us safe. Yeah, which makes me think we should go. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Sounds you like know, she's trying I mean, to make a martyr of herself. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's. I mean, yeah. We'll 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 find a way to get in contact with her. Okay. The corsair is going to hang back near enough to the zodiac gate where if they have to make a quick exit, similar to the spotter, they can. Good. Um, as the clipper alone forges ahead, a uh, park station. Uh, uh, Hovitz, uh, Hovitz? 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 Hovitz. It could, if it wanted to. Put that on a shirt. That was a combination of the word orv- orbits and hovers, and I turned it to Hovitz. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, it, it hovers and it orbits. <laughs> I'm with mm-hmm. you. My Hasbro. Um, Park Station hovers a large gas planet um, that emits, like, sort of a dull, pale light. Um, it is a green station. It is huge. Um, and it is sort of shaped like an open barrel that sort of just slowly rotates as it orbits around. Um, as you get closer, Tanya heads over to, um, and the clipper is a lot tighter quarters, um, but she sort of maneuvers over to the comm station. Um, she says, I'm going to attempt to cloak us as best I can. Um, Rain, would you like to give me a hand? Or perhaps you'd like yeah. to do the honors? Yeah, that, that sounds actually kind of fun. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make a hacker's tool check with advantage. Get in there. All right. All right, move over. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. I, I crit. Yay! <laughs> we are see-through. Like I haven't it. skipped a beat. <laughs> <laughs> she sort of looks at you. Impressive. Um, you, you slip in close to Park Station. Uh, Hestia sort of indicated where exactly you should drop the clipper as you board the station and where to go from there. You are seeking out a greenhouse. There are many greenhouses scattered through the wilderness of Park Station. Um, there's one in particular she sort of instructed you to hit. Uh, you are parking the clipper as close to it as you can get. Uh, you were able to drop in off their sensors, uh, thanks to rain. But now you're going to need to, similar to the Hack Olympics, force your way in through the door without tripping their alarms. Mm. Wow, it's like we were training. We didn't even know it. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's just like uh, the Hack Olympics. We, uh, <laughs> before we breach, uh, do you mind if I record this, Captain? Record what? Our progress on Park Station. That's probably not for the best. Well, if we were to not survive, perhaps it could be recovered? Uh, I'm not so sure that's entirely necessary. So hey, it's Black Captain. Ops, then. 
What if I record it and I give a heavy wink? <laughs> Look at Rain and be like, same. Not oh. not necessary. Damn. Very well. Black Ops of this. Xander's <laughs> like a little bit um scatterbrained right now, I guess, <laughs> because I'm trying to keep a second eye on Beeman. Mm. Um, and I think that Xandar will also tell Rain to keep an eye out for any transmissions or signals that may be mm. originating from our party. Like if there's some sort of yep. like calls coming out from us that Hart and I wouldn't see, like I'm sure Rain would be able to tap into that. Yeah. I read you loud and clear. That's right. Black Ops. Can't give up our, Black Ops. Can't give up our six. Very well. The uh, clipper docks, um, you attach to the hull of Park Station. Uh, your ship uh, begins to like sort of spin with the massive barrel of this space station. Um, Tanya says, we won't be able to hack in through the door. We're going to have to do a hard wire. Um, Rain, you seem quite capable. Yeah, I'm feeling a little, a little cocky. I, I, I can do it. How about the two of you work together? And I'm sort of implying yeah. that one could give the help action to the other. <laughs> yes, Captain. What is that? Help action. Um, uh, okay, this sure. is going to be a um, either thieves tools or mechanics tools. Okay. If you use um, thieves tools, uh, Beeman indicates that uh, she can help. Um, mechanics tools is not her area of expertise. Hmm. Yeah, let's use thieves tools. Okay. That's gonna be a 19. Oh boy, that was. <laughs> <laughs> you hear um, a click as you disable um, a few wires within the door, and um, the airlock slides open. Um, you see a small airlock in front of you, um, and beyond the door um, lies Park Station. Let's go. Round him up. Round him up. Round him up. Round him up. I'll scuttle in. Um, you uh, scuttle into the station. Um, the airlock sort of slides closed behind you. The next door opens, and you are immediately those of you with senses like this are hit with like the smell of like dirt and soil and um, fresh air. Nice. Are you implying that I can't smell those things? <laughs> but you can definitely detect them. You're right. <laughs> Good point. I don't know what you can smell. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't think I can smell. Microwave. Microwave. <laughs> Microwave. Microwave. Um, so uh, I'm I'm guessing we have a couple paths forward here. Is there uh, a way that I could use maybe my mage hand to like create a distraction in the direction that we're not going to like draw any sort of attention away from us? Like if I could like unscrew a grow light or something? Um, sure. Uh, why don't you start with a perception check? Okay. All of us or just captain? Just the captain. Right. I only got a 10. Okay. Um, from as far as you can tell, it seems clear. So there is a stair set of stairs going up, and another door at the end of that staircase. Um, as you sort of like approach those stairs, um, you're not hearing any signs of like life. You don't hear any noises. Um, you just sort of smell dirt already. Um, you are probably entering from like 
below the soil of Park Station and are um, at the top of the staircase are probably coming up above ground. Okay. And then uh, to my comms team, I'll ask if they see any sort of like cameras or security system or something that we could get spotted by. Um, Tanya will roll a check. Um, Tanya got uh, Well, I won't tell you what Tanya got. Uh, Tanya says, uh, seems clear. All right. Stealth it is, everyone. Affirmative. All right. We're going above ground. Clink, 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 clink. I'll go ahead and roll stuff. All right. <laughs> uh, I got a 14. Okay. I got a 12. Okay. I, I got a 9. Gorge. Uh, you all head up the stairs and you slide the door open, uh, taking you out into Park Station. Uh, you open the door and you see that you were kind of like leaving kind of a metal sort of like very spacey looking area. You were stepping into what looks like a wooden cabin. You know, the walls are made out mm-hmm. of wood. Um, you see a bunch of like furniture and like soft like uh, uh, armchairs you see like a little fireplace um you see a desk with like a bunch of papers and maps like sort of spread all over it um there are windows here outside the windows you see a row of uh three uh kind of like rv looking things like sort of multi-terrain vehicle looking things um and beyond that you see just wilderness stretching out as far as the eye goes um that's not like sort of flatland. It's kind of hilly here. It's weird. You entered in a space station and then like void station. Fuck me. A void station. And then going in here, it looks like you were kind of out in Appalachia or something. Mm. Whoa. Cozy. Um, mm. Can I roll a religion check? I'll go for it. Okay. Um, anytime Hart sees nature, they think garden. And so that's sort of the, Fair. That's sort of the vibe I'm going for. 21. 21? Is Jesus here? It feels good here, hmm. um, but you don't detect the presence. Uh, 21's really high, though. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me do something. Oh. You feel sort of that spark within you that you've been carrying around sort of glow brighter here. Hmm. And um, th- that's what you feel. There is some sort of connection here. Um, whether it is just because you are out in nature and something about this thing that you're carrying responds to nature. Um, you think back to the uh, little flower that grew inside of you while you were sleeping. Um, yeah. There might be a connection here, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I think because the, uh, Hart wasn't in the room. Hart didn't see the Zelda video, right? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, so they don't know that there is a garden being built. But I think that they do sort of like, they're like, oh, this feels nice. And I know at some point, some AI was trying to construct a garden um, through like a game, if I remember correctly. Um, so mm. um, Hart is just sort of like taking it in. And it's like kind of nice to be able to be like, the plants, Papa, look, <laughs> the garden. <laughs> um, As so. you're sort of standing in the den of this cabin, you hear static on a walkie-talkie that is sort of sitting, um, just like kind of sitting on its side on one of the tables. You hear someone there. Hello? Nobody respond. <laughs> Let's get out of this cabin. Affirmative. <laughs> <laughs> we tiptoe. Um, you walk out into the um, 
exterior of the cabin. Uh, you see the, yeah, those uh, all-terrain vehicles lined up there. Uh, you see kind of like what looks like an information post of some sort um, that has like a little like you are here kind of map and um, just wilderness stretching in every direction. Can I? It is kind of seems like it's daytime in here. You look up and you don't see a sun, but it is just like bright light. So there's there's a lot of like plants and stuff, but are there also like animals? Are there like birds? You walk in, you hear bird song. You look down at the soil. You see like little bugs crawling around in the soil. Wow. Um, you smell like dung and um, earth and grass. Uh, this place seems alive. Can I try to like take some rations and lure a bird close by? and cast Beast Sense as a ritual so that when it takes off, I can, like, see through its eyes and hear what it hears and just get a better, like, perspective on the area. Sure thing. Now, a ritual is 10 minutes, I'll say, so you'll be hungering down here for 10 minutes to do this. That's true, yeah. I guess it's probably not worth it. It's up to you. We're doing the Wind Waker thing with the seagulls. <laughs> no seagulls. Zero seagulls here. To be All clear, right, let's, no seagulls. Yeah, let's just move. Let's just move. We don't want to. We don't want to stay in one spot too long. I would like to okay, take a photo of the map with my sextant, if I may. Absolutely. Okay. Done. I just want us to have it in case. Oh we need yeah, it. sure. I guess we could have done some investigating in there. That okay. walkie-talkie really freaked me out. Though. <laughs> yeah, that. I don't like that. I didn't like that. Um, Tanya turns to you. I have a tight beam from uh, Donnie. Mm. Patch him through. Um, just to you, Captain. Yeah. Um, Donnie sort of enters your um, your cool uh, glasses. I guess you still have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you hear Donnie say, "Were you able to breach?" Affirmative. Any updates? You okay? Yeah, we're all right. We got a sneaking suspicion someone might know we're here, but not that they know it's us. So we're going to keep quiet and keep moving. There's security in the park. Um, drones and um, sensors all over. It'll be hard to move through without being detected, but you'll just have to move quickly. If they have Warforged there guarding the site, you only have a minute to take them out before they start transmitting their location to other Warforged in the area. Nice. That's good to Keep know. Keep that in mind. Minute. And right. uh, Donnie, any any update on uh, that little research project I gave you? Um, yeah. Tanya Beeman doesn't exist. Bum, bum, I, bum. I say out loud under my breath, I knew it. <laughs> I don't know if it's a bad thing necessarily. Uh, a lot of records got lost in the hack, but, um... As far as I can tell, I, I don't have any anything from her. She's a ghost. All right. Thanks, Donnie. We'll keep an eye on her. Um, <laughs> When you say we'll keep an eye on her, are you being uh, stealthy with that? Or are you just say we'll keep an eye on her? <laughs> uh, I assume I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely being stealthy. Am I, I guess I am communicating audibly through some sort yeah, of like, are, communication yeah. device. <laughs> yeah. I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll say we'll keep an eye on our backs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, how do you proceed? Quietly. Okay. Quietly. On foot? Yeah. Uh, I guess you did say there were all-terrain vehicles, huh? I did. And we could, if we wanted to, um, I don't know if Rain still has the spell, find vehicle, but we could just make 
our vehicle look like these vehicles so that we don't True. steal. Great. True. So that they're not like, there used to be three and now there's two. And we talked to somebody in the cabin, but nobody was there. All right. Yeah, I don't mind that idea. Did we get any information from Donnie or Hestia as to like the nature of the people who work here? Or is it all void or warforged? Uh, no, so you know um, from kind of the uh, debrief of this mission that these grow stations are manned by prisoners. Um, the uh, folks from Dungeon, uh, sort of low security Dungeon 1 prisoners, um, operate these grow houses. However, they operate them with a large uh, contingency of non-prisoner Voidforged. Interesting. Now, Park Station has been dark since um, Antithesis Hack, so you don't really know what or who is occupying these grow houses anymore. Um, but traditionally, it was sort of like a community of Voidforged, um, some prison guards, and then prisoners uh, that you would find here, as well as park staff and then people visiting Park right. Station. Well, if it's dark, I would imagine that they're probably still running off of prisoner labor because it's cheap and unethical. I'm looking at the camera. You guys can't tell this is an audio format. Um, that it's cheap and it's unethical, but also low security prisoners, I would assume, could potentially be like our friends from the Hack Olympics. They were also probably low security because mm-hmm. they were allowed to leave the prison. So, sure, yeah. I mean, I'm, they might the not be here. are probably pretty slim, yeah. Right, but it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Anything. We have connections. Yeah, let's okay. let's make yeah. a vehicle, Rain. All right, uh, I'm gonna make um, this time around. It's gonna be like a like a cool Hummer looking <laughs> fucking. It's gotta be chunky and big. You know what I mean? I want I want like an all terrain vehicle looking thing, sure, so okay. that we can make it over all the like fallen tree trunks mm-hmm. and, and and rocks and shit. I point at the Fair other enough. cars and I say, like that. Make it look like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, like now those are like, uh, of that. Kind of like t- <laughs> two-seater like uh, uh, all-terrain vehicles. Are you making something big enough for all of you, Rain, or are you just yeah. making... Yeah. I'm making something that can seat up to... Where does it say it? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, it's a four-person tandem four bicycle. It's, yeah. it's been four years. Give me a break, everyone. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Where does it say it? I can't read fast enough. I'm nervous. Don't be nervous. You also edit this podcast. Yeah, you can just cut this stuff out. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, I have all the time in the world. It doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't say. What does it, it say when you cast it at a higher level? It says, when you cast a spell using a third level or higher, you can conjure a non-military water vehicle large enough to carry six medium creatures. And then when you cast a spell using a spell slot of fifth level or higher, you can conjure any type of vehicle subject to the DM's approval. So now I'll say, like, your standard cast can create a vehicle that can hold six. It just cannot go in water or fly. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Okay. Sweet. So I create... (laughs) Uh, the the all-terrain vehicle that Xandar pointed out, and it's the same thing, but it just looks cooler and is bigger and can seat six of my friends. This is post-edit. You create a stretch RV. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you load up and you all make your way. I will say that you have a general idea of where you need to go to get to this uh, grow house, especially using the map that Hart took. Nice. Um, and you take off into the woods, correct? Yeah. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Who's driving? I assume Randy. I think I have to drive. Okay. I, um, I must. I'm gonna. I'm is, gonna keep the rifle up. The rifle. Yeah, it says I'm, you I'm have a supernatural. Oh, sorry. Oh, it has a gun. The 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 vehicle has a gun. No. Oh, okay. It no. just. I was just saying. Uh, you have a supernatural bond with the conjured vehicle that allows you to drive beyond your normal ability. Oh, oh nice. That's the thing. I meant like yeah. keep my rifle up. And then, yeah. uh, Zampa, let's have you roll perception as you're zooming through these trees. Twenty-three. Nice. Holy fuck. Yeah, you see lots of signs of just like life in these trees. You see like birds flying kind of out of your way. Um, you think you catch a glimpse of like deer or something like deer kind of moving in the distance in the darkness. And just every so often you just feel this forest kind of like alive around you. I will say two things, potentially. Mm-hmm. Let me see how well they roll stealth. Okay, you um, see for a second, you swear you see a person kind of moving through the trees as you're zooming through. Um, And then up ahead with that 23, you do see what looks like a motion sensor kind of attached to the side of a tree that you are about to pass. I say, stop, pull over. Skirt, skirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, you kick up a bunch of, like, mulch and dirt as you, like, sort of grind to scop. Yeah, you see that this tree does have, like, a motion sensor set into it. I put my arm out in front of Hart like a mom <laughs> in a car when they have to stop too quick. Um, let's disable that before we proceed, and I will set Rain and Beeman to do that while I investigate the potential person in the woods. Okay, then um, Xandar, give me survival. Um, Rain, why don't you give me um, hackers with advantage? I crit failed. Uh, wow. You Quick step off about the vehicle the... and vomit. <laughs> <laughs> um, question about the hackers check before I do it. Yeah. It, since it's motion sensor, does the sensor reach the point where we can access? You know what I mean? Like, if we do the hackers check on it, would that activate the motion I will say if you fail the hacker's check, it will activate the motion sensor. It will activate it? Yeah. Oh, that's a good 24. Nice. Um, Xander, you were picking through um, sort of the path that you path, the path that you just uh, traveled, uh, trying to figure out where that person went. I'll go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. Uh Uh-oh. That is a 23. Nice. Um, you are about to step, and as you do, you feel the ground sort of give under you, and you feel uh, you see in front of you this like just like patch of uh, uh, dirt and leaves and twigs just <laughs> caves in into a pit. And as you back up, you feel like an arm reach out and sort of grab you and steady you. Careful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like turn around real fast and draw my rifle. Yeah, you see an unarmed woman um, seems sort of like old, uh, covered in uh, robes, um, dirty like sort of robes and cloth and scarves um, with like a satchel kind of at her side um, standing next to you. Um, As you draw your rifle on her, um, she doesn't really even flinch. Is she wearing any kind of like uniform or like insignia or anything? Uh, Nothing super... uh, 
obvious to you. Um, also, um, she appears to be like kind of has like a veil, like kind of over the bottom part of her face. I mean, you just kind of see her eyes looking at you. I think that her not reacting to my me drawing my gun will make me kind of immediately lower my gun again. Um, uh, she sort of cocks ahead at you. I'll be like, do you work here? Mm. Yes and no. We all tend the garden. As part of the crew who runs the place, or are you not associated? There are many that live in these woods. They stretch on endlessly. What else should I know about this place? Everyone's left. This place has gone quiet. Those that are still here are changed. In what way? Twisted metal things. Vile abominations. Is that who these traps are set for? Yes, them and their keepers. How can we avoid them? You shouldn't have come here if you wanted to avoid them. What is it you seek? We're seeking, uh, I guess what I know what the room or the area would be called, like the shipping bay or something, the greenhouse. Yeah, you know the general, like, it's it's a greenhouse, um, and you know, like, kind of the the registration number of that greenhouse, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're looking for this greenhouse. Oh, you're not far, just up ahead, but you'll find them there. And... They're an enemy of yours? They are an enemy to the park. So they are an enemy of mine. How many more of you are there? Many, many in the trees. It sounds like we are on the same side. We're trying to rid this place of, this place and the void of the Warforged threat. Would you support us? Would you help us? Help, perhaps we can, but we spill no blood. Things only grow here. I can appreciate that. Good thing Warforged don't have blood. Uh, she does not respond to it. <laughs> like, all right, well, don't tell anybody I'm here, and I'll slowly start walking away, I guess. The trees watch you, Farsider. Wait, what's your name? Um, you turn to say, wait, what's your name? And she's going to roll a stealth check. (laughs) Fuck. Um, she's like about to go. She turns and she says, I am Moss. Nice. All right. We don't want any trouble. Then leave no trace. And uh, she disappears into the woods. Ooh. Magically. Give me the heebie-jeebies. All right, I'll return. Um, the motion sensor is disabled. Do you continue? Yeah, I'll return to the group. I'll tell them that I met some sort of uh, native and that there are more of them and that they are not on the same side as the Warforged and that... I almost fell into a hole, and it was really scary. (laughs) (laughs) It was really scary. We're very proud of you for not falling in the hole. Okay. All right, back to the mission. You continue forward, and you reach a clearing. In the middle of this clearing is a large domed structure. It um, seems to be made completely out of glass with uh, kind of wire iron framing holding it up. Um, You see a large door that indicates sort of the front entrance. And then also kind of um, these circular 
openings towards the top. Uh, You see little ladders going up to each of these openings. And staying in front of the door, you see a person in like combat gear, red combat gear, sort of um, idly like kind of standing in front. Seems like they're smoking a cigarette. Put it out on the ground and kind of like idly walk around the premises. All right. Well, it looks like those entrances at the top of those ladders are our goal here. Uh, anybody got a idea about the best way to approach? Heart, roll a religion check. Okay. With advantage. Um, that is a 16. Heart, you feel something pulse inside of you in that part where you carry that little piece of thesis. There's something nearby, something awful. Oh, no. I will make a perception check. I want to look around. Go for it. Okay. Let me write down something awful. Okay. I made, myself, I made myself laugh because I thought of thesis pieces. <laughs> hey, hey, thanks for, thanks for that. <laughs> thesis pieces. Um, uh, my perception check, uh, my perception check is only an eight. Only an eight? Okay, cool. Um, fortunately for you, this thing is not really trying to hide from anything. Um, you hear this thing move. Um, you're still probably about 100 feet off from the structure in general, um, but you can hear something kind of lumbering around inside this greenhouse. And as you kind of squint and look closer through the open door that that commando is sort of guarding, you see something just for a second move past that opening inside. It is a large, twisted creature made of flesh and metal. Uh, Blue vines sort of snake um, through its skin and attach it to uh, different pieces of these, like, metals that don't quite fit anywhere but compose this horrible, twisted thing. You catch just a glimpse of its white, vacant eyes as Mm. it lumbers onward. And that's where we'll stop. Hey, same to you. Good job to you. Hey, thanks for all all the fun times. If anyone wants to have a fun time and walk through the park with us, uh, where can they find us, Bianca? You can find us on social media. Um, You can find us on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website at The Pod Has Been Cast. And you can tweet us on Twitter and follow us on TikTok at The PHB Cast. And you can use all of those social media platforms to tell your friends to come take a walk in the park with us. Uh, It's not a threat (laughs) or euphemism. We just want to hang out uh, with your cool friends. So if you like us, um, (laughs) tell people about us. And if you don't like us, keep that to yourself. Thanks. (laughs) Carlos, do we have any cool friends we need to be saying thank you to this week? Yeah, I think I'd love to say thank you to the new fans that have been listening to the show. We have some binge watchers. And uh, that's always really nice to see. So uh, if you have some friends that you think would really like this show, share it with them. I think they would too. So thank you for for watching or listening or smelling. I don't know. Mm. Thank you for smelling. Um, There is a strong, pungent odor that crests over a golden hill and fills my nostrils with delights not of this earth. I'm talking about the smell of our... (gasps) Oh! 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 Oh
Patrons. I'm talking about the oiled, glistening, fray, fra- fragranted, fa- fra- fragranted, 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 fragranced bodies. Fragranced. I'm talking about the bodies oh. of our Patreons. These oh. Patreons that give us their lifeblood to sustain us, sustain our garden. I'm oh. talking about Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Niatsky, Arlo Howard, Carl O'Scatlin, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Thomas Squires, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimbal, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S., Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother Juan. You can be like these illustrious Patreons and help support small podcasts by joining us over on Patreon. We have uh, multiple tiers of engagement. Um, find the one that's right for you and you can get, I don't know, you can get some cool shit, dude. You can get like some stickers. You can get like on our Discord, help us come up with names because I'm bad at it. Yeah. Um, you can get shouted out at the end of this episode. You can get, you can just get whatever you want. You I don't know. And send us an email. Tell us, tell us what we want. We'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> if you do dare it. me. Um, <laughs> help me, please. Help us. Um, if you can't uh, 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 donate on Patreon, we understand times are tough. Gas prices these days. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Just Yeesh. drop us a line on Twitter, Facebook, whatever social media you use. Tell us how much you like the show. Uh, shout us out on iTunes. Give us a five-star review on Spotify. Whatever you can to spread the word of um, this this cute little show. Yeah. Um, help us out. You know, the other day I was. <laughs> Walking down the street. You were what? You. I was walking down the street and I was I was feeling a little peckish. I was feeling a little hungry for something sweet, and I turned into this lovely corner store, and they sell empanadas filled with frosting and Mm. cream and 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 sprinkles. And I said, "Sir, sir, what is the name of this this wonderful (laughs) establishment?" (laughs) And the. the owner of the store. It never Spoke. ends. It never ends. Early mustache. This is Robert's Corner, young person. <laughs> Wait, so I'm not even the owner of the store? No. No, but you do reap uh, the benefits. Okay, good. I mean, that's really the position you want to be in anyway. Uh, Robert's Corner has turned into Robert's YouTube channel recommendations corner. So, um, <laughs> continuing the chain of YouTube channel recommendations, I'll plug a channel called Shy and Awkward, uh, which is just like a super wholesome vlog. So Aww. if you want to, if you want to mm-hmm. harvest some positivity, check that out. Oh yeah. Nice. Well, I positively mm-hmm. want you all to get the fuck out of my house. Okay. Aww. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>